Welcome to Season 3 of Multiclass Theater, now with 50% more class. If it's not clear, it's because we added two more cast members, so so that's, we. there were four of us, and now there's six, so that's 50% more, so that's what I'm saying, 50% more class, because we added two new people. You guys got that, right? You guys have been getting that all season? Okay, just, it's been bugging me, I wanted to make sure. Multiclass Theater uses Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition by Wizards of the Coast and contains adult language, fantasy violence, pop culture references, and apparently math. But if two seasons of it hasn't chased you away yet, then settle in and enjoy the show. Last time. I didn't get to do this, so pardon me while I catch up. Oh gods, the Windley Gruber ship is real? And a hackneyed attempt at interpreting Silway's dream is about par for the course. Oh, we've got a name for our raccoon. Cashew Von Turnipton. So, collect your winnings if you won that betting pool. Um, oh, okay, here we go. Last time, our hero set out from High Moon to recruit the Aarakocra as part of a joint assault on Lord Starge. Roxiel the Witch Queen charged her daughter Anka with continuing to suffer, I mean, with assisting the party in their mission. But it was not long before one of Lord Starge's hunter-killers, in the form of a big metal spider, got some Wild Wild West vibes going on in here, found and attacked them. Which I guess meant it lived up to its name, because it both hunted and tried to kill them. Well, at any rate, we rejoin our heroes, hastened by this discovery, on Multi-Class Theater. Three days have passed since your encounter with the Metal Spider. You have spent the nights on watch, at least one of you. But you are yet to see anything. No spiders... No nighttime visitors, just squirrels, possibly other raccoons, hopping around in the forest around you. It is dawn on the third day, when Anka leads you to a lookout over a clearing in the woods. The trees part, and in front of you, you see what looks like an enormous tower of stone almost like a stump-shaped mountain rising a thousand feet in front of you. There are boulders and fallen rocks scattered around the base, and you see in front of you is a stone door. Strangely, it looks as if something has been painted, possibly in blood, on the exterior of the door. Look, mist! Rocks! Ooh, what kind? They look like stones to me. <laughs> Big ones. If you really want to know, it is phonolite. Or phonolite. Yes, you fuckers have got me doing research. <laughs> <laughs> you actually showed us up with that. So well done. Hats off to you. Okay, but blood on the door? That seems important. 
Could be blood, could be paint. I don't know. You'd have to move closer to see. Does it look like writing or like a drawing or something? Give me a perception check. Mm. 15, 9, 10. It looks like blood. Cassie, does Anka want to make a perception check? Sure. Oh, boy, that... That'd be 11. It's not so bad. I rolled an 18 minus 2. None of us can even see this stuff. We're just like... Except for Rotan. Silway and Rotan. The more you look at it, the more it seems to be a symbol of some sort. You look at it and it almost looks like a, a claw or a tooth set against this stone tower, maybe? Silway's gonna walk up there and, like, trace the outline with her finger to see if she can kind of and see if it's fresh or not. You exit the lookout, and you cross the open expanse and approach the door. As you arrive at the door, you notice that the door is actually ajar. Slightly. It looks as if it was not opened, but it was broken into. Like it's damaged? Like it's damaged. Uh, if If it's slightly ajar, she'll stick her head in there. And see what you can see. It's not that ajar. It's ajar maybe an inch. Uh, Then she'll push on it to see if it opens further. Give me a strength check. Thirteen. It does not budge. Anka, you are surprised at this. You did not expect to find this. You assumed that the door would be closed and undamaged. The last time you were here, there was no writing on the door at all. Could, Could someone help me push this door open? Yes, I'll help you, Winley. (laughs) <laughs> Might not be able to help too much, but she definitely is trying. Silway gives Whitley a <laughs> bit of a suspicious look. <laughs> like, okay, that's better than nothing. Give me a, another strength check, this time with advantage. I like how Rotan is just, like, standing in the back. Like, yeah, they got it. 16 this time. Rotan's standing in the background being like, giant rock tower, phone light. I wonder when Steven Spielberg and aliens are going to show up. <laughs> <laughs> It's a struggle, and you get the door open about a foot, wide enough for you to squeeze through if you want. And you are hit by a overpowering, pungent, gamey smell. Ugh. Inside, torches flicker along the walls. There is a passage in front of you that heads straight before curving to the left, and you cannot see beyond that curve. Something smells absolutely this place is disgusting. Something is very wrong here. It was not like this before. Anka, there is only one Irie. We didn't come to the wrong one, yes? Unless there is a new one. No. This is the only Irie that I know. Right. Hmm. Anka, you've only been down here a couple times. The times that you've gone up to visit the Aarakocra, you've just flown. Does anyone know whose symbol that is? I, I guess I guess Anka, I'm looking in your direction because we just got here. Anka, give me a nature check. It's going to be a 16. You believe that you've seen maybe not this symbol, but similar symbols that have been used by the Knoll clans. Would I know if there's been like a history between the Knolls and the Arakoka? There's nothing that you can recall where there's been any sort of direct issue between the two, but you do know that Knolls are known to wander the forest and are more than willing to take over strongholds, abandoned ruins, like anything that they can find and make a stronghold out of. Yes, this appears to have been from the gnolls. 
I would be quite careful. Though that they took this stronghold is confusing. The Eyrie shouldn't fall so easily. Oh, Knowles here. Oh, dear. Never any good comes of Knowles. You've never gone in this way, Anka? And you know that the Aarakocra settlement, as far as you're aware, is on top of this tower. Well, I guess we go up. Yes. Seems to me that nothing good is going on here. So I say, forward ho! It certainly smells like the Aarakocra have been destroyed and left to rot. Well, it solves one problem. So why don't you all give me a perception check now that you're in there? Or a nature check if that is better. Oh, that's more like Roton. Three. Sixteen. Seven. What, uh, yeah, take your pick. Uh, Winley is a twenty-five. Dang. Sixteen perception. Winley, Desmond, and Silway. As you get more of the scent, it smells very much like dog. Just overpowering dog. Well, it would appear that the beasts have made their home here. Or at least, maybe not a home, but they've they've definitely made their way in. I'm sure it's very hard for them to take a bath. I mean, let's not just be, you know, they probably don't like it either. Some people can't control their smells, especially animals. Just saying. I say we, I say we hose them off if we find them. <laughs> oh, well, I'll hose them off. With Eldritch Blast. I say we kill them! Hello? No, we're not going to kill. We're not going to kill. I don't they... know about gnolls here, but where I come from, gnolls are no good. It's usually gnolls are not very good. Our neighbors got a bad case of gnolls. They burned down his house and sacked his fields. Is there anything in the room? Like, can we see the room at all? or um... In this little antechamber, you see carved into the wall... A lot of drawings or scrawlings in that same blood-like paint. And there's claw marks, but under that, you see actually carved into the wall itself, a relief is the image of an Aarakocra falling from the sky. The relief moves along the corridor as if it's telling a story. And it seems that this particular Aarakocra felt the sky to become trapped beneath the earth. She was unable to spread her wings and toiled in the darkness. And you see a carved image of her blindly crawling along a very narrow passageway. And then the corridor bends around and you just see flickering torchlight coming from the bend. And this is in blood or is this in... Like, actually carved. The image is carved, but the gnolls have scrawled stuff all over it. Like, angry eyebrows and (laughs) things like that. L's on the forehead. Yes, and also you notice that as the corridor turns, it begins to ascend. Can I um, take out the conch shell and and give a listen, just to see if I hear anything? Sure. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) This is... (laughs) This is probably my favorite part of Desmond. I so love far. that Desmond has a hearing aid. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what? Hold on. The ocean quiet is nearby. <laughs> 20 perceptions. You hear the sounds of guttural laughter, as it sounds as if there is a group of gnolls talking, you're guessing? Mostly it's barks and chirps and growls. Occasionally the clacking of jaws, but it sounds as if it is coming from 
not too far away, though it, the sound does not appear to be moving. Does it sound like a, a large group, a, a couple of them, or...? I would say a few, maybe three. Um, all right. I'm, I'm, I'm hearing... Sounds like we found our knolls. Uh, perhaps up ahead I hear barking and, and talking and a bunch of chatter coming from up ahead. I suggest we proceed with caution. Ah, what does that involve? Uh, before we proceed, um, let me... Um, uh, and Winley casts locate animals. So let me, um, let me locate um, the specific knolls that Desmond hears, just so we can get a sense of exactly where they are, and not just guess and die, because <laughs> I don't want to do that. Well, I, I could always sneak ahead. I'm good at that. This is true, um, but just for backup, I'm going to go ahead and cast it anyway, and then you can sneak. Right. You get a sense of them maybe about 70 feet away up the corridor. Well, Silway, I get a sense that they're about 70 feet up the corridor. So, perhaps you could, um, uh, sneak 70 feet up the corridor and see what you find. I can certainly do that. I'll get a sense of what we're dealing with here. How many, how well armed. It's good that they haven't heard us, apparently. It means we've got the jump. And Silway starts heading up the passageway in a very stealthy, quiet manner. Give me a stealth check. Stealth check is 28, straight up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Where did she go? <laughs> she was just here. You begin to slowly sneak your way up the corridor. How close are you going to get to them? Close enough to see clearly how many there are, how well armored um, they are, and anything possibly beyond them. Like, reinforcements that could show up. If the passageway is really, really tightly curved, that's going to be pretty close, but if it's not, then not very close. It only curves around, like, that initial curve, and then it begins to ascend upwards. Well, then she won't get any closer than she needs to. You move fairly close to them, and the three of them are in conversation, and seated on the ground next to one of them, on a chain leash, is a hyena which you're guessing this is probably what Winley pinged when she cast her spell. Are they carrying spears or wearing armor of any kind? Uh, they're more wearing rags. They do have spears, like makeshift, very primitive-looking spears. They have cloth. I hate to call them headdresses because they're not that ornate, but more like just sort of a cloth hood. It seems like they've scavenged clothes from wherever they could. And can I see into the passageway beyond them? Is it relatively clear? Or? It keeps ascending for quite some distance. You're guessing it's about another hundred feet, but you do see a brighter light coming from the end of it, as if it may open up into a chamber. Having successfully scouted the knolls, Silway uh, will retreat back down the passageway to her companions, and then reappear out of nowhere as she deactivates stealth mode. <laughs> All right, there's three gnolls. They are carrying spears, but wearing rags for armor. And they have a hyena on a chain with them. And there's a good hundred feet of passageway between them and the nearest um, chamber beyond. We could take them easily. A hyena, you say? A hyena, yes. Anka starts smiling. Is this, I assume, some kind of pet, maybe? If you would like to lure them over here and ambush them, I could perhaps shift into my hyena form and lure them out. Take them one at a time. I didn't know you had a hyena form. 
<laughs> okay, I like this plan. I'd also love to see you as a hyena. That sounds so fun. Can I pet you? Yes, I will allow it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Never pet a hyena before. I don't know why there's always silence after I say something. It's like people are just <laughs> contemplating if I'm completely insane or 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 something along the those those lines. I so, was debating whether I wanted to pet the hyena myself. Oh, okay. Well, well, tell me, tell me that. Don't just let me sit there like a fool. I am pondering over the purpose of this caution because it seems to me. <laughs> That the result <laughs> is exactly the same, which is that the gnolls end up dead. Except it takes us a whole lot longer to get there. Well, there is a possibility that if we go attack them, they will run and find more gnolls to come attack us. So if we can kill them without them alerting them, away. Ah, not if we stop them. Desmond, you have been listening casually to the knoll conversation. And when Rotan starts to speak, they stop talking. <laughs> shh, 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 wait, wait. What? They've stopped. Stopped what? They've stopped talking. Oh. I, I don't, I don't hear them anymore. Perhaps I can lure them here with the sultry sounds of my voice. Sultry, sultry. Who in the world ever told you your voice was sultry, Rotan? Perhaps uh, we, they might have been alerted to our presence. Perhaps if Anka, you you activate your. F- we should do this plan now if we're going to do it. Um, if they come looking um, then and they see a hyena, they might lure them in and we can uh, jump on them. Uh, give give them the jump. Yeah, Anka's going to shift. She's going to take a step back just in case she doesn't want to like accidentally kick somebody. <laughs> but she'll shift and take off down the hallway <sighs> laughing like a hyena. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Oh, we didn't get to pet her. You see Anka scamper off up the corridor cackling madly in hyena form. Anka, you come up to the knolls, and they seem very puzzled by your arrival. Like they're getting up to come and see me, or are they like... They were standing there in the middle of the corridor. They were standing there with one of the hyenas on a chain, and so you run up to them, and they're just looking at you, puzzled by what you're doing there, and one of them looks at one of the other knolls, and you see him bark something at him and then nod his head in your direction. And then that knoll growls back. And then the first knoll, who you're guessing may be the leader of these three, barks and snaps his jaws. And the second knoll slumps his shoulders and starts scuffling down the corridor towards you. I don't know if it's going to help or infuriate them into moving a little bit faster, but I'm going to jump around like it's a game (laughs) and start leading them back towards my companions. The one knoll is following you. And he is not looking happy. He is not amused by your game, but he is very definitely following you back. The rest of you see Anka spring and pounce and emerge from the bend. And then a moment later, one of the gnolls appears. You guys have surprise, so I will give you one round to do what you will. If you want to roll initiative order, maybe? Rotan rolled a four. (laughs) Sixteen initiative. Five. Nine. Eight. I got a nine. So, Silway, you are first. I guess we pounce on it, right? Um, Yeah, she'll pull out her her fancy special dagger she's got and jump at the knoll. And she's going to try to keep it quiet. I think she's going to try to treat it like a a guard she's sneaking up on. Like, try to cover its mouth and go for the the neck with her dagger. Nineteen plus a large number. Uh, That will hit. (laughs) Two hit. Okay. Eleven. 
plus 2 is 13, plus 4 is 17 damage. You can't quite get his throat completely slit, but you cut him really deeply. He is hurting, and blood is pouring from him. Then I guess I'll try to, a second attack to see if I can just finish this thing off. 19 to hit. That will hit. 2 plus 2 plus 4 is 8 more damage. That will drop him. Sorry, 4 more damage, because the necro only applies to the other dagger in my other hand. Oh, so it, no, he he has it. one hit point left. <laughs> but he is looking really bad. He reaches up and he is clutching his throat. And he's whimpering. He's trying to growl, he's trying to call out, he's trying to howl, but he just can't make the noise. You cut him deep enough that you've effectively silenced him. Oh, good to hear. Okay. That brings us to Desmond. Noticing that we're going to try to be quiet, Desmond runs up to him with his staff in hand and just tries to, like, knock him in the head, like Gandalf style. <laughs> okay, give me a two-hit roll. Okay. Uh, it's okay, guys. My damage is 1d6 minus 1. It's a 9 to hit. That probably will not do it. No. Uh, no, it will not. He got scared at the last minute. Yeah, he's clutching his throat and thrashing a little bit, and you swing at him, and he just happens to bend over, and your staff sails right over his head. That brings us to Anka. Yeah, I'm just gonna finishing bite this guy. Finishing bite. <laughs> okay, for a 12? A 12 misses, actually. Ugh, he's just really squirmy now that he's dying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, wait, I get advantage if my allies are within five feet of me, so let's oh, okay. can I try that again. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay, so uh, a 16 is a lot better. That will hit, and that will kill him. So why don't you tell me what that looks like? He slumps over in a different direction because at this point he's just lolling and waiting to die and we're not making it merciful on him for whatever reason <laughs> and he slumps one way and Anka misses and in her annoyance she just whips her head off towards his direction and just clamps down once he starts swinging back and she tries to make it as quick as she can so there's just a quick snap and then she kind of drags his body out of the way of the door. Nice. Gruesome, but nice. Now what are you guys going to do? Desmond, can you hear the other two? Are they are they still there? Can I try and listen again? Sure. Let me, let me see. Let me. Uh, 17. You hear them talking softly. It almost sounds like one of them is laughing. I think we are in the clear here. I think, I think they bought it. They're, they're talking now. Uh, one of them, I, I think, is laughing a bit. So, so I think I think they bought the the ruse. Ah, oh. good, good. Let's let's try it again. See if we can get one more down here. Yes, and um, and perhaps we all speak in hushed tones, very and, quiet. And to be clear, when they get here, we're attacking them right away. Yes. Yes, as soon as we see them. I didn't even get a hit in <laughs> on the last one. I wasn't sure if this was the. If moment. you weren't wearing armor, you could be faster. Okay. Okay. Just. Wanted to be sure. Excellent. Anka, are you going to do that again? I am. I think this time, though, now that she's covered in knoll blood down the front of her and from her jaws, she's going to be a lot less playful about it. It's going to be more like she emerges from the shadows so that they can see her, and she's going to lock eyes with them. She's going to give us an intimidating a hyena smile as she can before she slinks backwards into the shadows where they can't see her anymore. Nice. I like that. The two gnolls glare at you. And you see one of them elbow the other one. The leader one elbows the other one. And the other one nods and drops the chain. And the hyena, sitting next to them, sprints forward down the corridor. You can hear it breathing heavily and the chain rattling behind you. 
as it turns the corner. Anka, you are first up. So we do get a hyena fight. Hyena fight. So I want to try to catch this hyena unaware. Anka's going to stop really quick and vault herself up the wall so she can land on this other hyena's chain and jerk a knot in him and then bite at him if she can. Give me a two hit roll. Okay, one of them is a 24. So it's going to be 11. 11 damage points. That is actually enough to kill it. I feel a little bad. The poor hyena. The knoll is fine. The hyena, I feel a little bit bad. You spring off the wall and bound down on the other side. The hyena jerks as you land on its chain, turns, and you look it right in the eyes before you move in and strike. Anka's just determined not to let Rotan hit this thing. <laughs> He's not allowed, apparently. Okay, so now what are you guys going to do? Well, this plan appears to be working pretty well so far, so... <laughs> Call Donut, I wasn't ready! <laughs> so, I have an idea. They're down one knoll and one hyena. We have one hyena. Mist tugs at the brim of his hat. And one knoll... <laughs> Anka hyena laughs. <laughs> but we have four of the people who are not hyenas or gnolls. Well, that sounds like a four other people's problem. I, <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> are, you, are you planning on livering them out here? Or, 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 or blasting them when their guard is down because they think their buddies come back? I have something. I, I have a spell that will give you the ability to understand and speak their language. I, I'm new to this whole caution thing. I don't know that we have ten minutes. <laughs> wait. Wait, I can speak it? Yes. No, this takes six seconds, one action, and it lasts It lasts an hour. And I can speak it? Yes. You can understand any spoken language, and moreover, when the target speaks, any creature that knows at least one language and can hear the target understands what it says. Oh yeah, we're doing this. This is this is a great plan. I'm excited to be a part of it. You can go in and learn a compliment. How many are, are, are in here? I'm here for it. Do it. Spell me up. Excellent. Excellent. All right. And, and, I, and I touch mist and I cast tongues. Okay. <laughs> now Diana has to work out the finer points of the <laughs> conversation. So what are you going to do? I'm going to lightly, gently, Chewbacca on the Death Star style grab Anka's shoulder and lead her back towards the two other gnolls. Like, hey, we took care of that that weird hyena. <laughs> it's it's donezo. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> Very convincing. <laughs> oh, I mean, uh, you wanted to know what I was going to do or what I was going to actually say? Okay. Because <laughs> those are two different questions. <laughs> That's what I wanted to know. Okay, so okay. the two of you make... The two of you make your way, make your way up the corridor, and the gnolls are staring at you. The taller of the two, who you're guessing is the leader, once again, looks at you and barks at you. Hey, we're Grafer. Um, not go well, but we friends now. <laughs> so, so Grafer dead? Yes. This is, um, brown fur. <laughs> brown fur. Brown fur. Kill gray fur. Yes, stronger hyena. Better for us. <laughs> Better. Kill many birds. <laughs> the knoll reaches down to you, Anka, and grabs you underneath the chin and lifts your head up towards him. Strong. 
blood. Good. Me. Hungry. Yeah, let's find birds. Birds. Why birds? Talk knock. Why you want birds? I want witch. Oh, witch. Tastes so good. Witch. Is his face terribly close to mine? Yeah, it is pretty <laughs> close. I be cool, be cool, be cool, be cool, be cool, be cool, be cool. <laughs> <laughs> Can you what? I'm sorry. Can I bite his face? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Can I take advantage on that because my ally is within five feet? <laughs> he is literally right next to you, yes. That's going to be a 15? Oh, wait, I get plus, sorry, plus two for ally, so uh, 17. Oh, that will hit then. Eh, shit, it's only for seven damage. Still, you nip him right on the snout. Brown fur, be cool. <laughs> <laughs> the knoll barks and yelps, and then he's going to kick at you. What's your armor class? In in hyena form, it's 11. Ooh, he hits you hard. He not only kicks you, but he winds up and punts you. Rude. How much damage did he do when he kicked me? He did three points of damage. He didn't roll very well, so. But it's still insulting as hell. It really is. I mean, I, I rolled a one and I crit, so that wasn't very good, so. To be fair, I did bite him in the face, so. You did. So he's covering his nose. And he's just... Me no like brown fur. Brown fur. Mean. Well, <laughs> good for us. Make brown fur mean at birds or uh, witches or whatever. <laughs> Just be cool. <laughs> I, I watch. I watch brown fur. Talk, talk. Your grammar is better. <laughs> John, talk. Been practice. You teach me read. Sure. <laughs> But will be hard first, then get easy. (laughs) (laughs) Weird. This is incredible. Um, uh, Food. Go. You bring brown fur. We sure? No more birds? Birds. There are no birds here. You know, bird people. No bird people. And he reaches over to one of the reliefs on the wall where it's still showing this figure climbing through this narrow dark passage and he runs his claws across the figure. Birds not here. John Chuck always hope. Roast bird. Right? (laughs) Come, Doc Chuck. Oh, for the love of God, so we send a message so I can reply something. (laughs) Eat, bring brown fur. All right. And he turns and begins to walk up the passage. The knoll that was being silent throughout all of this is just staring at the two of you. But he turns his back on you and begins to walk up the passage with the leader. What's his deal? Is he just, like, middle of the totem pole? or He seems to be the middle of the totem pole. We can see, kind of see this going on from the shadows, or at least Silway can. Then she, she will whisper to Mist, Stop them! Don't let them get far away! Ah, and Mist is gonna like make like he just twisted his ankle on a step or a loose stone or something. Oh, that hurt! Not good. The one that had been quiet up until this point actually starts laughing at you, and his laugh is very hyena esque. Yeah, ha ha! Fuck you too. <laughs> ha, Doc Chuck, you make fun of his limp. No, was accident. John Chuck, not dumb. Not that dumb. They turn back around and they keep walking up the passage. Anka's gonna give Mist a look like, 
what are you doing? <laughs> she can't hear the message from Soway. They're leading us to get food, which they said is a witch, which might be bad. So we probably should... You guys follow. I don't know how many words I get in the message. You guys follow, but be sneaky. We'll be right behind you. And Mist is going to look at Anka and kind of give her a look like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm guessing right now. Silway will turn to her companions and whisper, they're moving up the passageway. We need to follow, but quietly. And she gives Rotan a significant look. Very well. The gnolls move up the passageway. Soon enough, it opens into a fairly large chamber. The relief continues. And you look to the side and you see the carving is of the Aarakocra sitting in the center of the cave. Their eyes are closed and it seems to be almost carved as if it is shaded, as if they are sitting in total darkness. But what mostly grabs your attention is in front of you at the end of a long table sitting in a very large chair is a very large very decorated and by decorated I mean he has scars everywhere a very large gray knoll and surrounding the table there are four other knolls on either side it almost seems like the big one is trying to get them to be civilized though the four knolls are just diving at the food which you realize is raw meat, which has been laid out fairly haphazardly on the table. Oh, look, meat. Come, brown fur. I will give you your portion. Uncle will follow cautiously, like she'll hesitate, but she will. Lead you over to the side. You notice that there are three other hyenas sleeping in one of the corners. He takes a piece of raw meat and he sets it on the ground. There. No hard feelings. Where we get so much? Oh, Costco. Um, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fantasy. Oh, wait, that's another. Find farmer. Grain-fed. Good. Are either of you actually eating it? I think Mist is going to, like, push it around on his plate. You know? Well, there's, there's not actually plates. It's all over the table. I think Mist is going to Use a little prestidigitation. Uh, let's see if this is the right. If this'll. I think so. You could make an illusion of like the table. Yeah, like like create the illusion that the food in front of him has disappeared. Yeah, and, and therefore that he has eaten it. I'm not even going to bother rolling their intelligence checks. We're just going to say that they don't seem to notice one way or the other. For all you know, they believe you have eaten it. What about you, Anka? What are you going to do with your portion? I think it's probably more noticeable if the new hyena who killed their other hyena didn't do anything with the meat that was presented. So she's going to at least put it in her mouth and kind of chew on it for a bit. Give me a constitution check. Oh, good grief. Brown for Philip on Grafer. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a 14. It's not pleasant, but but you're able to not vomit, which is... Hey, I think I'll it, take it. I think that's a win there. Yeah. What about the rest of you? Are we at a place where we can we can see anything, or are we too far away? Well, uh, how close do you want to get? Yeah, I would imagine we probably can't get too close, because there's so many in there, and... Silway's trying to get close. 
Sowick's getting as close as she can while trying to be stealthy and hidden to see as much okay. as she can. Okay, Sowick, give me a stealth check. 27. <laughs> okay. I'll let you go in. <laughs> you are able to sneak right into the room if you want to and hide behind some uh, broken furniture and other sort of debris and refuse that is in the opposite corner that Anka is in. Yeah, that sounds like a good plan. She'll be in the room. Get as close as she can to the action. Okay, what about the rest of you? I'm just going to hang back and, and listen. And Windley? I am also hanging back and listening. All right, and... Roton. I feel like we should be attacking. <laughs> no, Roton, no. If, if the new era coke right here, there's no reason to necessarily attack. But, but the evil. Yes, but perhaps a moment will come. Patience, patience for now. Like this moment? <laughs> <laughs> Roton, remember what we talked about? That, that, that conversation about enemies that you go and find, or enemies that find you? Yes. Yes. I think this might be a find you situation. So, they will find me. Yes, and if they find you... I agree. Yes. Then you attack. But I don't think this is a go-find-them situation. Do you... Oh, well, they don't know that I'm here. I don't oh. think you understand this concept. <laughs> Maybe I'm, I'm still learning. I'm very green. I could... Maybe I should demonstrate. No, no, no. <laughs> Here we go. No. <laughs> Wait for the right moment, Roton. What? How, how will I know when the right moment will come? I mean, I just missed two right moments, like, not five minutes ago. We, we allowed the plan to proceed, and, and now look at where we are. Look at what's happened, because we didn't go and attack. Think of what else we could possibly learn if we do not go and attack right now. I understand the eagerness. I understand. What? Why? Why don't? But perhaps patience. Why don't we just ask? That we could we could walk right in and ask. Well, I think that they might not take kindly to a bunch of folk that look like us. But but I'll, but missed. I'll use small words. Damn it, Roton. <laughs> All right. So while you are while while you are having this debate, the very large knoll at the end of the table, he looks from side to side at the other knolls, ravaging their plates and devouring the food. He, he leans back and he looks up and he says, "In common." Oh my word! You are such terrible eaters. You're just filthy. Oh, why, I'm just trying to teach you manners. Rotan doesn't hear that, does he? Desmond does. Give probably. me a perception check. Okay. De depends how close you got. <laughs> 16. Yes, you do, actually, Rotan. I mean, my word. Look at... You, 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 you just ate a whole bone. Really, now? Desmond, I can hear them. They, they speak a real language. Um... Yeah, yes, yes, that that was unexpected. Winley, do you want to roll as well? Mm-hmm. Thirteen. You could hear it as well, because he is talking very loudly. Now, the gnolls don't seem to be paying any attention to him. You're not sure that they can understand, at least uh, Silway, Anka, and Mist. I mean, really, just such savages. Why do we have to be like this? Can't we be civilized? Did we get a new hyena? Is that what that is over there? Hmm. 
it seemed to like it better than the old one. But really, chaps, I, I gave you silverware and everything. Do any of the other gnolls seem to be acknowledging that this one is speaking common? No. Strangely, no. For that reason, I'm going to choose not to respond? He says in Knoll. Mokchuk, what, uh, what's going on here? Where do we get that, where do we get that, that new hyena from? Um, oh, yeah, that, uh, that brown fur, brown fur, uh, ate gray fur. So. My word. Got stronger hyena now, that, that good. But really, we could have had two hyenas, just... Why, why, he's saying this in common. Why, why would it kill? That's just so barbaric. Silway whispers to Mist. Ask him his name. I don't know who he is. What we do next? Want take brown for, for hunt? Well, yes, hunting is good, but I was really thinking maybe, maybe we could perform a pantomime. Do you know what pantomime is? John Chuck not speak common, boss. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. Uh, we, we could put on a show. I think that would be very entertaining. Show? But we, we kill all birds to put on show? Birds? Did you get hit on the head? There are no birds here. Birds are up top. Ah. Don't you remember? Tell John Chuck again. Been long day. John Chuck, we were trying to find our way to the birds. Really, I hate talking like this. It's just so brutal. Why can't you learn how to speak common, John Chuck? You're smarter than these. Oh, never mind. You can't understand me. Nobody can understand me. So is anybody else doing anything while these two are talking? Um, I I will pass back uh, real quick to Silway. Good news. The Aarakocra are not dead. They just aren't here. I'm just saying I feel like maybe now would be a good time to kill all of them. Just a little bit. It's it's three against nine. Oh, we've done worse. Do not understand. It's I... nine. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, no, no, no. Help. Please. <laughs> <laughs> <But> the fact... <laughs> <laughs> well, the fact that... that this leader is, is very... He speaks common. He seems to be very well educated. It's very interesting. It's not quite gnoll-like at all. I'm just saying, if we have questions, we should just go in there and ask them. Silvia's going to play telephone at this point and message Desmond. Miss says the Aracocara are not dead. They're just not down here. They're up, up somewhere. Oh. Oh. Oh, I see. Um... She says that they're, they're, they're not... They're, they're still alive. They're, they're still up top. They're not... They're not dead. Um, This is very tricky. I'm, I'm at a loss here. I mean, do you think there's, there might be a chance that we could speak to this normal leader? Yes, certainly. I don't see any females anywhere. Um, perhaps if I um, polymorph into a female... Either I would die instantly, or really good things would happen. So I have no idea what else we're going to do, because we just keep sitting out here, and they just keep sitting in there. So perhaps I could turn into a female gnoll, I could 
get my disguise kit and, and put some makeup on because, you know, it's rough. The faces I've been seeing are rough. So I could um, walk in and just see what happens. And then, Roton, um, if it's not good at all, then you do can rush in. This just seems to be very complicated. Yes. We could just go in there and ask our questions and then kill them all. I'm starting to agree with Roton at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I am amenable to this. This if if you think that would help, then uh then yes, that seems like a like a reasonable uh way to, to achieve our ends, yes. Well, you know, I could go I could go straight in and I could start speaking common, just like the the other uh, gentle uh, no person in there and 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 he seems like a civilized uh hum- human not feral humanoid i mean heck we could have a discussion but it would be more in a form that they're comfortable instead of roton you just bashing in and saying hello everyone i have a question like that's not <laughs> going to help that's not <clears throat> well, let's do this, and uh, we can provide backup if required. This is actually not a bad idea. I mean, you mentioned that polymorph spell earlier. I think. Oh no, that, that's that's a sorry. That's a ah, a beast, not a not a humanoid apparently. Oh, well, fuck it all. Do you think you can <laughs> with, with the disguise kit? You know that. <laughs> Is that with a disguise could you, kit? Could you there's perhaps? There's only so much I can do. I have a cape and makeup. I'm still a short gnome. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. What am I supposed to do? Put fur on my body and walk in like a goddamn chihuahua? I know that's not going to work. Are you good with that disguise kit? I am. No. I just. Well, maybe you could make me look like a knot. <laughs> <laughs> then the size wouldn't be an issue. <laughs> you could make me look like a like a female. Can I hear them? <laughs> I have been rolling to see if the gnolls hear them. Um, Anka and Silway and Mist, why don't you give me perception checks to see if you can? I just rolled an eighteen. Oh, Twenty-six. Eight. Anka and Silway, yes, you hear all of this. <laughs> I wonder if they can hear. Everything we've been saying. I did have this vision of Windley walking in there like Bugs Bunny. <laughs> I think that we should use the polymorph just just for something else. I'll turn into a, a creature of some sort that might intimidate them. I don't know, but I'll speak in common. You could become a raccoon. That would be real scary. Yes, well, you can kiss my grits. I'm not becoming a freaking <laughs> raccoon. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Mist, suddenly you hear the boss no say, John Chuck, what's that? Do you hear something? Um, where? Down there. Sounded like somebody talking about grits. <laughs> what's grits? I don't know. Go check it out. Me look. Brown fur. Come. Please. Anka does as bid The two of you walk down the passageway To meet up with your Companions and Silway you are left Alone in the room Silway will misty step teleport back To her companions I assumed it was close enough that I could just kind of Poof into the hallway and Quickly retreat out of sight You could try to poof into the hallway If you want to try to do that I don't have to try it just happens (laughs) 
that's what you're going to do, right? Yeah. The, the intention for her is to get back to her companions and join whatever conversation they're going to have. The two gnolls on the end see you, Silway. Oh, goddammit. And they leap up and they come tearing after you. I should have gone sneak mode, not teleport mode. I would like everybody to roll initiative. There you go, Roton. Oh, wasted that good initiative roll on... Uh, Winley rolled a 14. 19. 6. 7 for Anka. 6 for Mist. I rolled a 14. Okay, so Silway, you are first. So what's the layout here? There's a hallway. I pooped into it. They saw me. They're coming after me. Yes, they're coming after you. Your companions are about... 30 or 40 feet down the hallway, and you are between the two gnolls and them. I'm assuming the gnolls are not being quiet about their chasing after me. No, they are barking and growling, and... Then she will retreat to her companions, and then she'll turn and and slice after retreating, after running down the hallway. Okay, roll to see if you hit. Nat 20, which means I double my d4, I think is all nat 20 does for me. (laughs) 4 plus 7 is 11, plus 6, 17 more damage again. You hit that first null hard, but not hard enough to drop him. Silway is very good at nearly killing people with backstabs. <laughs> okay, well then I guess bonus action, stab it again. 15 to hit? That will hit, and that will drop him, so go ahead and tell me what it looks like. So she poops into the hallway... They start chasing. She runs down the hallway, and as soon as she gets to her companions, spins with the dagger and slashes right across the throat of the nearest one that's behind her, and then kicks it in the head when it falls to the ground. <laughs> nice. Then the second knoll is going to attack you, Silway, with his spear. What's your armor class? It misses you. That brings us to Winley. I'm going to just crossbow. That's a good choice. Let's see if I hit. So 20. That will hit. It's going to be 9 damage. You shoot him right in the gut with his crossbow, and he doubles over a little bit. He's clearly in pain, but still fighting. And that, at long last, brings us to Rotom. (laughs) (laughs) So Rotom says, What's the problem with these plans? I never know when things are about to happen. <laughs> I would like to move far enough that I can see into the banquet room. Like, I want to be able to see where these moles are coming from. So you want to push past everybody? You have several people between you I, and... I just want to be able to see in. Do I need to get uh, past? Yes, you will need to get past. So how far from Silway to the banquet table... Well, Silway ran all the way back to where you were. Oh, thank you, Silway. So they're literally right in front of you. So it's about 40 feet from the other side of where you are to the open chamber. Yeah, I mean, Silway can handle this other knoll. I'm not worried about her. Uh, yeah, so I'll I'll uh, run down the corridor. You're going to just use your full movement to go down the corridor? I'm going to use my movement to go down the corridor... And then I want to misty step the rest of the way into the banquet hall. (laughs) Into the banquet hall? Okay. And I probably provoke an opportunity attack by doing this. Yeah, you would, moving through the knoll. So he's going to take a slash at you. Uh, Actually, he's going to try to bite you as you run past. He misses. He just bites and gets air. And then Rotan's going to misty step up onto the banquet table. And and he's going to brandish both of his hammers and he'll say... Rotom is served! <laughs> then I want to attack the nearest small to me. Who the devil are you? Do you misty step into the middle of them? So you are surrounded 
by six knolls. So go ahead and take your pick. I think cinematically, Roton is just going for the first one that goes for him. It's a one. I roll the one. <laughs> I slip on a pile of beef. <laughs> Roton is served. <laughs> Roton is served. You pull out your hammers and you swing truth. And it misses the knoll. And then it just slips out of your hand. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Again. And goes like skidding across the table and comes to a stop right in front of the big knoll. Oh no. Whoops! And then I get a second attack, so I'm just gonna punch a knoll in the face. <laughs> 14 to punch a knoll in the face. You swing, but you miss narrowly. That's my turn. <laughs> the rest of you see Rotan push past the knoll, sprint up the corridor, and then vanish. And then you hear him yell, Rotan is served! Yes. <laughs> and that brings us to Anka. I think Anka's gonna skid to a halt in sort of like a sudden halt and try to use that momentum of stopping to Tokyo Drift into a turn so that she's facing <laughs> Soleil in this other knoll and then she's going to try and attack that knoll. They're waxed floors. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a 21. <laughs> this, that will hit. This hyena moonwalks. <laughs> <laughs> For 13. That's enough to kill it. So why didn't you uh, tell me exactly what that looks like? Okay, so after Anka has Tokyo drifted and gotten her feet back underneath her, she basically just launches herself at this other knoll's face, clamps on, and then she uses the momentum of her jumping to pin him to the ground, and she just waits for him to stop breathing, kind of like a leopard would for an antelope, where she just covers his mouth and waits for him to suffocate. Brutal. Yeah. Anka is definitely badass. That is, there is no doubt about that. She's going to die to something like a splinter. <laughs> Just the law like this is infection. really cool. Yeah, <laughs> you have to die really sad. <laughs> it has to be pathetic. Both of the gnolls that ran down the corridor are dead. I'm going to complete the initiative order before moving on. That brings us to Mist. Should we go back up and help, uh, I want to say tall, dumb, and handsome, but that feels a little harsh. Um... <laughs> Just leave him. <laughs> yes, the answer is yes. And Silway's already moving that direction. All right, well, uh, Mist will turn and run up the stairs as well. How far can I get before? So I, can, I mean, if I can get to the doorway, I can hit everything because I've got... You can get to within like 10 feet of the doorway. Would I be able to see anything from that position? You could see the hyenas in the corner who are in the process of crossing towards Rotan. Sure, that works because there was, there was just a couple of them, right? Three of them. Three of them? Eh, I can take two. Um, I will move to that position and then huck an Eldritch Blast uh, at each hyena. Or huck, okay. huck, one, huck two Eldritch Blasts at two separate hyena. So, first one. 21 to hit. Definitely hits. Okay, and that'll be 15 force damage. And that kills it. And second one. 18 to hit. Also hits. And oh, only seven force damage. Still enough to drop it. So there is one hyena left, and there are six gnolls and the big one. Uh, that brings us to Desmond. Desmond sees Rotan rush in. He also runs up the stairs. I want to get to a point where I can see in the room. Basically, how many gnolls can I get 
with a 10-foot radius sphere that's not the leader or any of our allies. <laughs> Hypothetically. Hypothetically. Hypothetically, it would be difficult. You can't quite see in there where you are. Like, you could probably get the last hyena. Much like Mist, you couldn't really get all the way up there in one turn. Okay. But in theory, you could probably get three of them. You could probably get all of them if you centered it on Rotan. <laughs> Do it. That's what a tank is for. It's tempting. It's a lot of it's a lot of thunder damage. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. I'll, so if I run up now, are you saying that I could, <laughs> I could see three of them now, or, or like a... But I'm not yet. Not yet. Next turn, you can... Because um, the last thing we need is to make Rotan slightly deaf. <laughs> you, can, you can see that just the hyena is the only thing that you could attack if you wanted to attack. With a ranged attack. Uh, yeah, okay. Then I'll um, I'll throw a, a sacred flame at the hyena. Uh, just need a, a, a DC 16 dex save. Oh, it rolled a 20. Ah. So it dances out of the way. Flies past. No damage. And that's going to bring us to the gnolls, who are all going to attack Rotan. I deserve this. First one hit. He <laughs> just goes down under a pile of gnolls. <laughs> oh. Rotan is served. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the zombies all over again. Yeah. <laughs> Three of them hit you. Okay. Fourth one tries to hit you, tries to stab you with his spear. It catches under your arm as you shift away from it. You actually break the spear. <laughs> 17 points of damage as three of them jab you with their spears. That brings us to the top of the order and Silway. So is going to go join the fray. All right. Well, how far can you move in? Because you, you had taken an action last turn and, and moved. So. so I can move 30 feet as a normal move. I can okay. dash 30 feet as a bonus action. And how close does that get me? That would get you there. I'm within melee range of something that's piled on Rotan? Yes. Then stab in the back. Uh, 16 plus 9 is 15 to hit. That will hit. And sneak attack because they're so focused on dogpiling Rotan that I can just stab them in the back. Literally dogpiling. Uh, 13 plus 10 is 23 damage. That will actually kill him. You did enough, finally. Finally, Subway backstabs for an actual kill shot. So what does that what does that look like? Peering from out of nowhere, this blur of silver hair dashes into the room and leaps and like a two-handed stab into the back of whatever Noel is on top of the pile. With the dagger still in its back, she kind of uses it like a handle to pull it off of the pile onto the floor uh, next to the table. Ooh, excellent. That brings us to Windley. What is the height of this room? How big is it? The ceiling's maybe twenty-five feet high, but you are not in the room yet. You're still down yeah. the corridor. Winley is going to come right up to the door, like on the side, not in the doorway, um, but right by the door. And Winley is going to cast Major Image, and this Major Image is going to be of a full moon, seeing as gnolls <laughs> are either fucking terrified of it or in complete awe and in love with it. She's going to take her chances to find out what that's going to be. It's going to come in through the door as like a small glowing orb of light and get bigger and bigger and bigger and be about 
as as big as I can possibly get it. By the power of the full moon and the demon lord, Yenogu, I command my nose to stop. (laughs) (laughs) And she's just going to wait it out and see if something happens. (laughs) The first thing you hear after you unleash your illusion upon the gnolls is the big gnoll say, What the devil is that? Where did that come from? And then four of the gnolls that were attacking Rotan also seem to notice it. They seem to be scared of it. And they move away from Rotan and may move away from the image. The fifth gnoll doesn't seem to care and keeps biting at Rotan. I got like three or four off of you, Rotan. That's all I can do. <laughs> Much appreciated. Yay. That brings us to Anka. It's not going to be quite as bombastic as her last attacks were, but I think Anka at this point sees what Winley is trying to do and goes into guard mode and just serves as both shield but also protection while Winley is trying to maintain the spell. So if somebody comes close, she's going to go after them. Otherwise, she's just playing defense. Anka is standing in front of Winley, growling daring anybody to come forward. And that brings us to Mist. We got a few guys still standing, right? Yes, there is a hyena which is rushing towards Rotan. There is a knoll which is engaged with Rotan. There is the big guy on the other end of the table. And then there are four knolls cowering on the other side of the room, yelping a little bit at the giant illusion which hangs overhead. As I come up into the room, I'm going to drop my disguise. Ha ha! It was I! Missed on the river the entire time! (laughs) (laughs) Who? Yeah, that's about right. And I'll throw one blast at the hyena, and then that'll be seven force damage. That's enough to kill it. It's running towards Rotan, and just as it leaps into the air, it gets slammed by this bolt of green light and goes scattering to the... just kind of slides... uh, to the far side of the like slides into the corner of the room great minds because that's literally the way i saw it too (laughs) and there's one more uh knoll that is still savaging rotan yes yeah we're gonna turn our other eldritch blast ray on that thing (laughs) oh that's a natural one roll damage please yep that's uh 13. Rotan, as you're fending off this knoll <laughs> and trying to avoid its jaws, you feel a very sharp pain as you're hit in the side with some sort of force bolt. Do I know it was sharp, missed? But familiar pain. <laughs> yeah, I think you pretty much know it was missed because you got hit in the side and you're kind of half facing him. And he announced himself, so yeah, you're pretty sure okay. what happened. So the current tally is... 17 points to Knowles, 13 points to Mist. <laughs> and that's just in this combat. But I think Silway still has still has me beat on... I don't... I would not count on that. <laughs> yeah, your Eldritch Blasts are more potent than her knives. Her, well, that's her a challenge is what that is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Desmond, if you want, you can enter into this... <laughs> lay down your Thunder Blast right in the center and... You may take the prize. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think Desmond's going to walk in and 
Yeah, as many gnolls as I can get. There's four that are in the corner. You could center your blast there if you wanted. Yeah, I think I'll do that. The four that uh, Winley has managed to bring to the corner, I'll center a third level, sorry, second level shatter right there. If they could give me constitution saves, DC 16. Two made it and two missed. So I'll use one of my channel divinities to do max damage. Um, So the two that fail take 24 points of thunder damage, and the two that pass take 12. The two that failed both fall over. You can you can tell me what that looked like. Desmond just moves into the room and um, sees everything that's going on and just kind of raises a hand and points towards the corner of the room, closes his eyes, and the air kind of starts to just rapidly condense in that area, like, and then just like this like sound wave erupts from that point and just knocks over like bits of things in the room and like just just explodes these guys. The two that uh, and just the the two that like don't, like, just feel this ringing in their ears, you know, like, just like a shockwave. It is their attack. The one in front of Rotan is going to attack uh, with his jaws, and he misses you, Rotan. And the other two, the thunder wave seems to have snapped them out of their fear of the moon, and they go charging at Rotan. And one of them manages to hit you, manages to chomp down on your arm for three whole points of damage. Okay, Knoll's 20, missed 13. You notice that the big Knoll has not engaged at all. He actually looks like he's hiding behind his throne. I was just about to, like, talk to the big Knoll and be like, are you going to help or... Go ahead, Rotan. Well, I'm going to uh, attack the Knoll that's been trying to gnaw on me for the last couple rounds. 22, does that hit? That will hit. I'm going to smite him because I'm kind of tired of him. Is he evil? Yes. 20 damage. He's looking very woozy, but he is not down yet. Okay, I'll hit him again. Okay. How does a 23? That will hit. And that that kills him, unless you somehow do under two points of damage. I do... (laughs) I do four points of damage. (laughs) It's enough. So um, tell me what it looks like. He hits the the knoll that's been attacking him once really, really hard, and that knoll reels back. And as that knoll is reeling back, Rotan points at the big knoll, who's sort of hiding behind his chair, and says, You! I have questions for you! And then he, as, as, the, uh, as the knoll comes back, he uh, just sort of uppercuts, and, and that knoll goes flying. So there are two left... Plus the big one. The two are flanking. Uh, they're on either side of you, Rotan. And it brings us to Silway. How many gnolls are still standing? Two. So, and the big gnoll is cowering behind the chair. Correct. Uh, does he look like he's cowering because of the, uh, the apparition that Winley did? Or just general, I don't like conflict? I don't think you can discern. Okay. I think, I think she wants to go discern it. You could do insight if you want. Try to figure it out. I'm good at insight. As you look at him and think back, he seems to have been back there since combat began. All right, well, she will uh, kind of scooch around the chair and, and talk to him. Are you going to help or are you just going to hide? He ignores you, Silway. She just says it louder. Are you going to help or are you going to hide? He still doesn't answer. Then she will sigh and roll her eyes and then fling a dagger at whatever Noel is, is near, nearest to her or nearest to somebody that she can get sneak attack. They're two basically hanging all of her rotons. So. And she's going to fling her dagger towards a roton and hope that it hits a knoll. 
Dagger. Plus 18 to hit. That will hit. This is a non-magical dagger, so less cool damage. But still fantastic rolling. So 19 damage to that. That's enough to kill it. So tell me what it looks like. It's very unceremonious. It's just she's trying to talk to the big knoll, and he's not responding. And she's like, ah, fine. And just like casually flings a dagger to her side, which embeds itself in the, the chest of one of the gnolls. And then she ends her turn. And that brings us to Windley. There's one knoll left, and then the big knoll. Can Windley see with her true sight that this is not actually a knoll? Uh, funny you should ask. Yes. Oh. Fabulous. And what, pray tell, can Windley see? Windley sees a overweight young oh. man with pimply skin hiding behind Winley's going to unconcentrate and the full moon will disappear. She's going to scurry on over to where to where he is and say, So, see this little jewel right here? You see, I understand and can see that you're not actually a gnoll, and I do have to tell you how excited I am. Uh, you didn't sound like one at all. Um... But I just want to let you know that I can see you, and, um, well, I, there's no more need to fear. We're, we're not, you know, I think you're okay, <laughs> and we're not going to harm you, so, um, what are you doing here? You hear him say, well, you don't understand what he says, because he says it in Noel. No, I'm, I'm a Noel, big, fierce Noel. A big boss leader man. But Mist, you completely understand all that. Yeah, so Mist is just going to growl back, John Chuck, call bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> is that all you're going to do is, is talk to him, Winley? Uh, yeah. Then we will pick that up after we take care of this last knoll. And that brings us to Mist. We know what we're going to do here. 27 to hit. That will hit. 8 force damage. He's still up, but... That's all right. Uh, 26 to hit. And another eight. Well, that drops him. So why don't you tell me what that looks like? The same way Silway kind of just casually hucked a knife to the side while she was approaching the big knoll. I think Mist is just kind of casually strolling up. Uh, I'm just going to copy. Uh, Mist is kind of casually strolling up towards um, the head of the table now that there's something a little more interesting going on. And seeing that this knoll is still standing, just rapid fires, just... Gives him, you know, gives him the, the the old finger guns and just rapid fires a couple of eldritch blasts. Put him on the ground. <laughs> Maybe blows the tips of his fingers off and well, like with it, like not blows them off, but you know what I mean. Uh, and uh, joins Windley and Silway and Rotan around the head of the table. Hi everyone, it's Mike in the mid roll here to spread some love before we get back to the fantasy murdering. As always, we love you just for listening to our show. We love you even if you didn't listen, but then you also wouldn't be hearing this message. Well, anyway, it means a lot that you would give us 90-ish minutes every other week. And some of you have given us even more than that. Awkward took the time to leave us a kind review on Apple Podcasts, which really spoke to my soul because I too binge on podcasts while painting. Thank you for your support, Awkward. If listening to us makes more enjoyable whatever activity you find yourself doing, then please let us hear it. Leaving reviews is a great way to not only give us a warm fuzzy, but also to support the show by helping us find new listeners. I also want to thank our Patreon sponsors who help us in the most generous way I can imagine. 
You have so many things you can do with your hard-earned gold, like buy food, but you choose to share it with us instead. We are so very grateful to you. If you'd like to become a sponsor, you can head over to patreon.com slash multiclasstheater to sign up. We have more bonus content on the way as soon as we can get the audio cleaned up. Let's see what else is out there. Oh yes, the social medias. You can find us on the Twitters at twitter.com slash mctpod, on Facebook at facebook.com slash multiclasstheater, and even on Instagram at instagram.com slash multiclasstheater. Follow us at any of those sites for updates on the show and other nonsense. We also have an official Discord server and a lovely growing community there for even more shenanigans. Speaking of Discord shenanigans, I want to give a personal shout-out to Emma over on the lovely Craftians Discord. I feel weirdly honored that you would take inspiration from Mist for your own D&D character. I don't know if Mist is a good influence or a bad influence, but he's an influence, and that's enough for me. Lastly, but certainly not least, because I don't know how I would even follow this, on behalf of the whole cast, I want to thank Treva and Caffeine Now on our own Discord channel for their incredible cover version of the multi-class theater theme song on freaking Pipe Organ. I'm really just in awe of what you guys have done for us, uh, how you've shown your support for the show, and, and I'm humbled that you would think to merge our silly show with your art form. That's, that's just really, really moving. Well, that's enough out of me for now. Let's take those positive vibes and go see how our resident murder hobos are getting on. Returning to the aftermath of our bloody battle, there are knoll carcasses strewn about. The big knoll is still cowering behind the chair. We have some questions. So many more, in fact, than we had, I think, before we came in here. No, 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 just go away. I don't want to answer any questions. So we can understand him. Everyone can understand him now. Yes, he is is speaking in common. So I can actually see your true form. So... (laughs) I know who you are. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know who you are. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. Leave me alone. No, I won't. <laughs> I won't at all. <laughs> um, I'll stay here for uh, a long time until I get what I want. Um, until we get what we want, actually. We're, we're not going to hurt you at all. Um, we, we, were you turned into a um, knoll? Um, by force? Are you here undercover? What's going on? The knoll slumps his shoulders, and then Charlie Brown walks his way around the front of the throne and sits down. <sighs> slumps his shoulders forward and hangs his head. Ha ha! Defeat! And he reaches down. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and he removes a ring that he has been wearing. You see him revealed, finally. In a, I won't say a flash or a poof of smoke. It looks very similar to when Mist disguises himself. You see a small, well, not small, but medium-sized, pudgy, baby-faced looking young man. He reaches into his part of his tunic that he's wearing 
And he pulls out a pair of glasses, and he puts them on. Who are you? Yeah, why'd you have to go and ruin it? My my name is my name is Philip. Hello, Philip. I'm 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 a graduate student in the school of anthropology <laughs> over at Egerton College. <laughs> what? And, and you just ruined my thesis project. <laughs> well, don't worry. I'm sure there's a lot more spiders out there. And I would have gotten away with it too if not for you meddling kids. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've been undercover like I've been living with these gnolls for like I don't know a year oh why well you're obviously not very close to your <laughs> the end of your thesis <laughs> it's been a long time <laughs> no I was just I was just I was working on the conclude I well I mean I haven't started writing it yet that that's gonna take some time but I was just about done with my field work. So you were trying to um, essentially make them more civilized? Well, yeah, I was trying and trying to learn about their culture and, and, and... Trying to make a dance troupe out of them? Well, I thought maybe, you know, that, like, bringing them some culture would help improve their intelligence, and, and it, that doesn't seem to be the case. Were you studying their culture? Or, or meddling with their culture. Yeah, I was. Uh, I'm hearing. I'm hearing both things here. Well, I don't know. I mean, I would make the argument that I was, I was observing and doing, doing research and, and testing various hypotheses. But, you know, I could see it the other way. I mean, control group, man. You, you... <laughs> Can we step back for one second? I'm curious. You said that there's there's a college in Edgerton. Oh yeah, it's well, it's the only one. the The College of Egerton, you know, Egerton College. There is a college that apparently has doctoral students on the Shrouded Isle, in a city called Egerton. <laughs> it's very unexpected. <laughs> this island is full of surprises. Well, it's you know, people have been here for a very long time. There's a lot of us who've grown up on the island. We don't know anything else. Obviously, you're outsiders, but, you know, there's, there's, well, there's a few towns. There's Edgerton, and there's Kent, and, and I hear there's this rumor that there's some witches, but I've never seen one. I kind of think that there's, there, they may be, like, you know, tall tales. They're probably tall tales, yeah. Anka's gonna take that opportunity to shift back directly in front of him. (laughs) (gasps) What's that? A tall tale, yes. <laughs> oh. oh, I thought for a second you were my faculty advisor. <laughs> D- does trigger the same reaction. <laughs> so, so, let me get this um, straight. Oh, so you're saying that this, and he like gestures around at the bodies, is your data? <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, oh. I, I, yeah, yeah, I guess so. Whoops. I mean, that's, yeah, it's going to make for an interesting conclusion. Short one, though, I bet. <laughs> this is kind of strange uh, question, but can I get all your names? I'd like to include it in a footnote. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Question, do you, 
Uh, could you tell us um, everything you know about the Aarakocra? I do see that there are pictures and paintings and things around. Uh, what could you? How did the gnolls uh, inhabit this area? Oh well, that's that's kind of fascinating. <laughs> See, why don't you come walk with me? This, see, it, this, this whole thing, right? This place that we're in, I think it was once sort of a, a like a, 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 it was a trial that young members of, of the Aarakocra had to go through. Which, because it, see, it tells the story of the first Aarakocra and what she went through, and so you see these sort of like reliefs on the walls. I, I'm sorry about all the, you know, the paint and the. I was trying to teach them art. It, you know, it, it didn't go well. Anyway, um, you see, it, it's it's about like her her journey. So I think, I think that um, I, I think that 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 young members of of the tribe or whatever they called themselves would come through here and and have to like work their way up to the top, because you see, the, the Aarakocra are. They, they hate being on the ground. It's it's like, it's torment to them. Yes, yes, I, I heard they're all air signs. You know, I thought it was a pretty common story. Like, I mean, plus, I, yeah, I have been in here for a year, and I've had a chance to do some studying. Uh, and, and I convinced the boys that the whole purpose of, you know, was to try to find a way up the top to get at the birds, because they were very excited about getting at the birds. But I, I couldn't quite figure out uh, how to how to get past this room. In the whole time you've been living here for a year, a whole year, an, an entirety of a year, you haven't found how to get up there at all. Well, no. I mean, I I could, didn't work on it every moment of. I mean, honestly, I didn't really care about getting up there. It was more just to keep the boys in line. Um, you know, because they just, they wanted to get up there. But, you know, I, I, I kind of promise and fake like I was thinking about it. And, you know, meanwhile, just kind of watch them. Have you tried climbing to the top? You know, you kind of see that there's no real way out of this chamber that I can see. I mean, not on the outside. That, uh, that's suicide. But, like... No, I meant the outside. No. That, that's crazy talk. Um... But, like, there, there's a way, you know, there's some sort of way from this room that takes you up to the next stage of the journey of the first one. Like if we were to look around and perhaps find some kind of a secret lever or something. Well, yeah, something like that. I think, I, I think I, between you and me, um, I think that the, the, the reliefs, uh, the, the kind of artwork... It, there's a there's a clue in there somewhere, but I can't figure it out. I still like the climb outside idea. Winley would like to turn and look at all of these paintings and pictures and do an investigations check. Um, a twenty nine. You begin looking at the reliefs back at the beginning, and you see the Aarakocra falling to the earth. You see her entombed. In a cavern, you see her crawl slowly through the darkness, feeling her way. And then you see her sitting at peace with the darkness. And that's the last picture. Should someone sit in the throne and turn out the lights? I mean, that's kind of where I'm starting to lean towards. Really? Roton! 
Yes. Come sit down. Oh, oh. Come sit down in the chair. Please? Well, it's a little bit pretentious, but, um... It's sure. made of, like, bones and tied together <laughs> with, like, pieces of leather and grass. Oh. I suppose it has a bit of a folksy appeal. <laughs> Roton sits down in the chair. He turns to Philip and says, Hello, uh, my name is uh, Roton von Mustard. Uh, you may have heard of me. Rot- ro- ro- Roton... Yes. I didn't go to college, yeah, but I... Yeah, Rotan... Oh, okay. Um, I did go to finishing I... school. I don't know if you need to put that in your footnote. Oh, no, everything helps. Um, can you... How do you... How do you spell that? Oh, uh, finishing school? No, Rotan... <laughs> no, your, your name... I know how to spell finishing school. Uh, Rotan von Bast... Just... That's just the way it sounds? B-A-S-T-A-R-D? Oh, uh, no, there's an H and an apostrophe <laughs> in there. Uh, d- just anywhere? Uh, no, no, uh, where it makes sense. Roton, he could be a spy. And you're giving, you're giving him uh, g- breadcrumbs. You never know. For what? Yes. What if he told someone for else what? while he leaves? I'm conf- are, are you a spy, Oh my Philip? gosh. I guess I was a spy f- against the Knolls. I mean, I spied See? on them. He is a no, spy. I'm... There we go. He's a... <laughs> Next question. Is there anything else in the room, like anything, anything at all, like besides the reliefs, any kind of like, um... There's a bunch of trash and other refuse that the gnolls have dragged in, and there are, of course, torches lining all of the walls. Torches, and it's a round room with like a domed ceiling, or is it like a... It is a square room, but the ceiling uh, slopes upwards slightly. Well, at the very least, we put the torches out. Yes. Yeah, try and extinguish the lights. I think that's something. Perhaps something will glow in the dark, or some writing will appear in the dark. There'll be a secret tunnel. So let's, um, let's go blow it all. Let's go blow it all out. So you're going to extinguish all of the torches? Yep. Yep. You go through and you extinguish all of the torches. And as the last one snuffs out, you hear the grinding of stone. And you see... An iridescent green light coming from a passage that has just opened up in the wall of the throne room. Ah. Ah. Well. Good work, everyone. Why didn't I think of that? You were too busy working on your thesis. (sighs) Yeah. I hope they accept this. I don't want to change majors again. Everyone, let's go. It's moving. Yeah, this is starting to get too real. Let's, let's uh... um, let's let's um, <laughs> roll on down the hallway, everybody. Not Philip. Philip, how would you like to change the topic of your dissertation halfway through? <laughs> you could write about Aracocra. Yeah, but I've never met an Aracocra. I mean, ah. I, I guess I could. I I don't know. Can I can I follow along with you guys? Ah. Uh... Yes. <laughs> you could walk in front and trigger any traps that come, we come across. <laughs> yes, Philip, I will show you how to find traps. No, I, well, no, I was just thinking that I could walk behind come you. Come front and, with and, me, Philip. And make notes, and maybe you'd give me, you know, your names so I could add them to he my... He keeps asking. Know. Does everyone understand? He just keeps asking for the names. That's usually the sign of a problem. Of a problem. Yeah, I, I don't quite know how to ask this, but I'm just saying, are you 
Are you really a witch? How do you propose to find out? Oh, um, I... T- <sighs> he starts blushing, like, just turns <laughs> beet red. He almost seems like he's sweating. Um, I... You know what? Maybe I should just go. That would be wise. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. So, um, well, it was it was nice to meet all of you. And Rotan von Bastard, thank you uh, for th- there's there's no R uh, in there, but yes, uh, <laughs> no R and a random exclamation or apostrophe. <laughs> it it c- kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, in a sense. I'll figure. I'll, I'll, I'll say, oh, God, what am I going to do? My mom is going to kill me. Uh, and he goes slumping <laughs> off down the corridor. Uh, well, now I feel bad. Winley really quickly runs after him as fast as she can and says, Philip, Philip, Philip. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, little. Just, yeah. just so you understand, Roton has a very thick accent at times. Roton's real name is Roton von Bastard. Write that down. Remember it. That makes more sense. I just want your paper to be the best it can be, darling, all right? No, thank you. I'm glad somebody cares. (laughs) That's... And and I'm sorry, your your name, you didn't didn't give me... Right, of course. Goodbye. She turns around. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) The citation is going to be Von Bastard personal (laughs) communication. Shall we venture off into the emerald green uh, abyss? I suppose we could. Silway looks forlornly at her boots. Rotan checks for traps. Is is this going to be a problem? And Mist kind of motions to, you know, his whole being a giant cat thing whilst seeking out giant bird people. No, I don't have any issues with it. <laughs> I could always get my disguise kit. Do a little something special. <laughs> If you're not comfortable. What, make me look like a tiger instead of a jaguar? Like, that's, I feel like it would be, no offense, but I feel like it'd be a lateral move. Plus, well, you know, hat. Like, well, we could... <laughs> I think you should be Philip for a while. Just turn yourself uh, up. No, no, we won't be doing that. Ugh. Well, you're rather, you're rather intimidating, Mist. So I would just go with that. Just scare the feathers off of them? I mean, what else can you do? I mean... Eldritch Blast. (sighs) He tugs at the brim of his hat, and the hat kind of melts away, as does, like, a whole foot of him. And when it gets down to about top of his chest, he grows a long gray beak, and his shoulders melt away to reveal a black feathered head. Oh, no. And his his <laughs> tail <so> meta. <laughs> his tail his twitchy cat tail is replaced with a long set of black feathers. And now there's a Kenku standing. What? <laughs> Has Mist ever met Shing? Yeah. Anniversary episode. That's right. That's yeah. right. Okay. <laughs> the crow beak clacks. So I mean at least now there's not, you know, a cat approaching these birds. I don't know if you know many birds, but every bird I've ever encountered tends to spook easily when, you know, a cat shows up. Miss, you're gorgeous. You, 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 your feathers shine. Ugh. 
No, and and you got shorter, so we keep getting closer and closer as time goes on. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I love birds. I've always loved birds. Slow twist. <laughs> Look, I'm trying to not sabotage this whole mission thing that we're on. I think I think you've done a great job. I don't understand. I, I I'm very excited. I've never been so close to a large crow. Well, you still haven't been because still a cat. I just look like a. Yes, well, they don't know that, do they? Well, I think it's a good idea for now. I think it's in, at least until we get to know them, and then perhaps we can drop the charade. But but um, this might be a more gentler approach. All right. Ugh, I'll get used to it. I say we go. All right. Down the spooky green tunnel we go. iridescence gives way to blue iridescence, which gives way to red iridescence. It almost seems like the wall is covered in some sort of iridescent fungus. Hmm. As the passage rises, it begins to get warmer and damper. Soon it opens up into a large, almost cavernous room. It is incredibly humid in here, and there are mushrooms rising from the cave floor. Mushrooms are tall, nearly three feet tall, and interspersed around the mushrooms are statues of small, gray gnomes. Everybody looks at Winley. (laughs) I don't feel comfortable walking any further into the shrooms if I turn into stone. (laughs) It's going to be a lot, and I don't think I'm emotionally prepared to turn into stone. And I'm feeling very emotional. <laughs> is this a real risk? Like, do, do, the, do gnomes turn into stone in the presence of mushrooms? Um, I thought that was just a stereotype. <laughs> I mean, I've heard of um, getting stoned from mushrooms, but I didn't think that's what this meant. Can I go up and look at one of the mushrooms and just see if I recognize the, the species? Uh, sure. They're all different statues, though? Or are they all the same? Is a good question. Give me a investigation check, Roton. I got a five. Nine. Desmond, you are unsure what this species of mushroom is. And Roton, they all look the same to you. Oh, no. So either the Aarakocra uh, worship gnomes and love to keep little statues so they can come look at them, um, or, or not. They don't like gnomes. Do the statues look like they were built as, like, monuments, or are they, like, people frozen in time? They don't look like people who have been frozen. They they very much look like statues. That's a bit less concerning. Perhaps this was once a, uh, a gnomish uh, tower, once, once upon a time, a long time ago, inhabited by gnomish civilization. I have to say, since I am a gnome and I grew up with gnomes... We don't have little statues up and about where we live, where we are. We don't just like to look at ourselves and be like, wow, <laughs> I'm going to make ourselves concrete. 
you know. The statues are pretty much life-size to Winley. Well, the things are very strange on this island. Maybe they did things differently, or, or um, everything's odd here. Everything is odd. Would Anka be able to say, like, history-wise or arcana-wise? Give me a history check. Oh, that's a 19. You remember, Anka, you remember hearing a story once. You believe it was told around one of the campfires one night. One of the elders passing on lore. And she said, The Narrows gave way to an immense cavern filled with fungi and fastidious yet friendly gnomes. These gnomes were unlike any she had ever seen. Their eyes glowed with soft iridescence, and they rode about the cavern on strange, glowing crabs. She found solace here. It was the gnomes who showed her the way back to the sky. Well, this is a pretty terrible way to repay them for what they did. <laughs> uh, Winley would like to cast Identify. This is Charles. This one's burning. <laughs> I'm only going to choose one object, and I'm not going to touch any of the fungi, because I don't feel comfortable <laughs> taking that chance. So she's going to walk up to the first like gnome that she sees and put her hand on them. As you place your hand upon the statue's shoulder, its eyes begin to glow blue, and it shines forward until it hits another gnome, pointed in a slightly different direction, and its eyes begin to glow blue, and so on and so forth across the cavern. But not all of them light up, only some of them. So I think that they're alive, and I think that they are not sculptures. I think they are indeed gnomes. <laughs> That's so sad. Um... Can Winley or can anyone, maybe someone taller, um, is there like a pattern or something with like ones that are lighting up or is it is the light leading or looking towards something? Both excellent questions. Anybody who wants to research that, make an investigations check. The rest of us can see the, the eyes lighting up. It's not just a yes, Winley thing. Yes, you could all see the lights. Okay. Yes, you all see it. Winley rolled a 15. 13. I'm going to touch one of the mushrooms. <laughs> it feels spongy. Mist is going to touch one of the gnomes that is not currently lit up. It lights up with red iridescence. And the same sort of chain reaction happens. But not all of them are lit. There are still some that remain dark. So some now are blue, some now are red, and some are dark. Correct. More one than the other? Uh, about a third. Okay. Third, a third. So a, th a third blue, a third red, and, and a third nothing. Correct. Gotcha. Someone go touch one of the ones that isn't lit up. All right. Uh, Rotan does so. Rotan touches the third one. Hello. And it's... It's... <laughs> Its eyes glow green, and the same chain reaction starts. Ah. Silway's going to head back to the hall they just came out of and look at the colors of iridescence they walked past and remind herself what colors those were and in what order. Good call. Good call. As you walk down, it is red, then blue, then green. So she comes back. The colors in the hall are red, then blue, then green. This can't be a coincidence. But coming here, it would have been green, then blue. Than red. Well, maybe we're supposed to activate them in the red, the correct order. Oh, so we did it wrong. Where's that reset button? Well, maybe we 
take our hands off at the same time and then touch in the order. Do they go out if I, uh, Rotom like takes his hands off his gnome? The eyes stay on. Oh. Uh, Rotom puts his hands on the gnome again and says, go out. <laughs> and it does. Uh-huh. <laughs> go out. And he takes his hands off. Okay, and it stays out. Go on. He puts his hands on. And it goes on. And then he takes his hands off and he says, go off. And nothing happens. Okay, he puts his hands on a second time. And then it goes off. Ah, he takes his hands away. <laughs> there might be a pattern. <laughs> Keep trying this. Yep. I think I figured it out. Mist uh, does <laughs> tap his gnome to, to turn the red lights off. And they go off. Winley does the same. Do you know, I'm quite offended that someone thought it would be funny to make an LED light out of a gnome. But that's fine, I suppose. Maybe they're in this tower. We could take vengeance upon them. Are we sure it's an actual gnome and not just a statue <laughs> carved out of stone to look like a gnome? Yes, but to be quite honest, I don't like that it's a gnome at all. How would you feel if someone made a bunch of stone cats and then we had to be just touch the cat? Touch it. Don't touch it. Touch the cat. Don't touch the cat. Well... It's, it doesn't make you feel good. If they were commemorating the <laughs> contributions that the Tabashi made to helping one of their own, you know, maybe that's a, meant to be a sign of respect. Well, we'll just see now, won't we? Pretty flattered to find out that the Tadabashi were an integral part of the coming-of-age ceremony for, for an in- well, maybe not a bird, per se, because we'd probably be cast as the villains, because, you know, <laughs> again, cats, I don't know why this seems to be a hard <laughs> thing for, like, my concerns are unfounded here, but that's beside the point. Silly walks up and touches a red gnome. Turns on. She walks up and touches a... I forget the color order again. <laughs> Go back to the blue. Well, she, wake, she touches a blue gnome. Okay. She touches a green okay. gnome. Turns on. She touches a green gnome. It turns on. And nothing happens. It's got to be the way we came in. The green, blue, and then red. Right. She touches all three again. <laughs> touches them all in reverse order. You turn them all off. And then you turn them back on. And as you do so, the lights go out, and you hear that familiar grinding of stone. This is all happening, like, while Winley and Mist are having their discussion about gnomes and Tabashi. No, that's, that's fair. <laughs> as a door opens on the far side of the chamber. I saw it, you guys. And another passage upward is revealed. Well done. Before we go, Desmond would like to cut off a piece of a big piece of the mushroom and take it with them. All the gnomes come alive. <laughs> Getting an Alice in Wonderland vibe out of this Their room. eyes all turn red <laughs> and the ceiling begins to drop. I've never seen things like this before. Maybe what if they're tasty? Or Make dead soup or something. Well, I guess there was nothing to fear, but I do think that my emotions are valid. And I was just upset. Yes, emotions are very important, Silway says as she's walking through the mushrooms <laughs> and up the stairs across the room. Winley runs to follow Silway, a wee bit embarrassed. Don't forget to check for traps. You enter the passage upwards. Unlike the previous passage, this passage is well lit, and the reliefs here are undisturbed. As you walk up the passage, you look to either side. And you see carved in the walls are a fairly horrific depiction of what appears to be bands of Tabashi. Oh, for fuck's sake. Hunting the Arakokra. <laughs> As you climb higher, they seem to be pushing them 
towards the edge of a cliff, and you see them gathered at the edge of a cliff with nothing but the sea behind them. When you reach the end of the corridor, and you find yourselves in a small square room, on a pedestal in the center of the room is a fairly large, and by large I mean about three or four feet long, maybe four feet high, model of a ship. I assume Silway's in front here, so she will just stride forward and investigate that ship. Give me an investigation check. Dirty 20. It is a very nice ship. It's very finely crafted. Even with your vast knowledge of... Well, actually, you wouldn't have vast knowledge because it's Silway and she doesn't care about her family. She does know about ships, though. She did pay attention to that. (laughs) It looks like it's not from this continent. Was Silway ever taken on trips to the corridor or to anywhere when she was younger? Yes, she definitely has been on ships many times in her life. That's why she was so comfortable on Finn's ship and able to tie knots and stuff. She's definitely seen ships similar to this when she's been in the far-flung trading ports. Does she know what kind of ships they are? Or would she have heard that? You believe that you heard once that they are ships that are common in the West. The West as in... Other continents? Other continents, yes. This is um, not a Tyran ship. Rotan, Mist, does anyone do recognize this type of ship? Seven. Uh, four. Nope. Mist is still grumbling <laughs> about the Kalashi. It's a small ship. I got a 14. <laughs> Desmond, you are aware that they are ships popular amongst the traders in the West, and that the design has not changed in hundreds, if not thousands of years. As part of Silway's investigation, she was also looking for, like, any mechanisms or indications that this thing could control a door or something like that. What does she want to do? Everybody is up examining the ship or gathered around the ship? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So what is she going to do? Just kind of, I guess, look. She hasn't touched it yet. She's just sort of examining the pedestal and the ship itself to see if there's any, like, hinges or buttons or anything like that. You don't see any hinges or buttons or anything like that. Then she will reach out and try to pick it up off the pedestal and see what happens. Give me a strength check. Uh, natural one. You reach out to I break lift it off, <laughs> off the pedestal. It is way heavier than you thought it would be. Oh, no. And it slips from your hands and it topples over to the other side <laughs> and falls half capsized. Some of the rigging breaks and some of the small details snap off. Wow, that's that's terrible what all those gnolls did to this, this ship. <laughs> <laughs> but probably a more pressing concern is as the ship tumbles off, behind you, a steel door slams into place. And you begin to hear rushing water coming from above and slowly fill the chamber. And you know what? I think this is a great place to stop. Yep. This is some Zelda water temple shit. That episode left me laughing like a hyena. With all their attention on these traps, I hope our heroes don't get spotted. Listen to me. I'm on a knoll. Look. There's really only two questions at the end of this episode. Will these idiots come so far, battling krakens and mist-shrouded rocks, only to drown on dry land? Will anyone appreciate how much restraint I showed in not commenting that hyenas are more closely related to cats than to dogs? 
Probably not. But tune in anyway for the next Multiclass Theater. All right, guys. I say that we leave the Eerie and we go straight to Audric's Abyss. I kind of want to. I just want to check it out. Like, it just, you know. Yeah. It just looks... Like if there were a, if there were a lonely planet guide to this island, like that would be the first the page first... you turn to. It'd be like, yeah, what is I mean, that? is there a nice <laughs> restaurant on the rim of that? <laughs> like a nice little pub, you know, good place to grab. Yeah, yeah, something in budget, not. Yeah, I just want to hang and grab a pint, you know. Not three dollars. Yeah. <laughs> well, coffee shop. Coffee. Hi, <laughs> coffee welcome shop. to Audric's Abyss. We got lattes. <laughs> Helicopter tours, skydiving, zipline. It's the Aarakocra like carry you up at the zipline that goes across the abyss. There's like an Aarakocra gift shop, and it has all things Aarakocra or whatever. What does the Aarakocra gift shop have in it? Uh, definitely like keychains and like like uh, like the Christmas ornaments that you pull on, and like the wings will like go up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, perfect. So many things made out yeah. of feathers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wingcrafted yeah, everything. Probably. A lot of wind chimes, pinwheels. Let me ask the geologist this. So, you know how, like, every gift shop <laughs> everywhere has this, like, this thing yeah. full of, like, rocks that you can just fill up a little bag <laughs> yeah. and, like, you can Gosh. weigh it and then... I, I was... <laughs> I was just thinking about, I was like, the Knoll gift shop would just have one of those where it's all bones, like different kinds of bones. <laughs> like, fill a bag with bones. $5. Except they're hyenas. Like, their teeth are made to crunch, like, crunch bone. They're, they're bone crackers. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah. that's, that's like, yeah, well, that's probably like, like um, candy. Yeah. You know how every gift, sh- every gift store in the Midwest has like puppy chow? It's that. Mm-hmm. That's their equivalent of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm sorry. You you were going to ask yeah. a geology question. Oh, no, no, no. I was just going <laughs> to ask how you feel about those. Like, is that something you see and get excited about? Or is that... Because, like, as a kid, I would get excited about those. And Well, because they would also say, come and mine. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is mining. This is truly mining. Well, I mean... Cape Are they Mount real? Still has Are they Lewis set up, which is kind of awesome. What is real? I mean, <laughs> are any of us Whoa. really? Here? That's a, so, so like a lot of the really brightly colored agates you'll see in stores are dark. really. Mm-hmm. So, so if it's pink or purple or blue, those are not natural colors. You don't see them. Oh, that's anywhere. really disappointing. I did um, not know that. Well, I mean, you can get purple amethyst. <laughs> those are usually going to cost a bit more if they're particularly exp- inspiring. What? What about what is it like? Blue agate. Or something. There's some if it, if it looks blue. like nice hexagonal quartz crystals and it's purple, that's amethyst. Mm. That's real. But like the mm-hmm. really finely banded, like agate slices, like you'd make mm-hmm. wind chimes out of, um, mm-hmm. that that's usually not oh. natural. Almost always, like for the shade of purple that I'm envisioning in my head. I know exactly what you're talking about. Like they're little, like um, almost like coaster looking things, but they're kind of. Oh, my childhood was a lie. 